Welcome to Dare I Said It podcast, exploring first principles of entrepreneurship. Products fail for the wrong reasons. Do products fail for the, for the right reasons? What do I mean by that? Wrong reason, right reason. Nine out of 10 startups fail. Those are depressing odds, isn't it? So we have to do everything we can to increase those odds. Clearly, there are things that we can control. There are things that we cannot control. Let's get started. Don't you love Hawaiian music? Why do products fail? Number one, there's the product market fit. If people don't want your product, it doesn't matter how good your product is. And closely related to that is whether your product is a vitamin or a painkiller. And that's something to think about. So, and second is poor timing. Either you're too early or you're too late. And third, running out of capital, which, which sucks. Um, and, and of course, you know, and other factors like competitions and so on. What are the wrong reasons to fail? These are all, you know, we, we can do our best to avoid these pitfalls, but what, is there something that we can do to increase the odds? This reason bugs the hell out of me, it, which is what I call the wrong reason to fail. And the reason is user experience. And I always repeat, like user experience is the product. I know you're thinking, of course, user experience is important. Yes, totally, Vijay. Makes total sense. We all know that. We did our best. No, 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 no. I do feel like most of us don't put enough emphasis on the user experience and we just say it. But what is that? What the hell does that mean? Right. Let, let me give you an example. If I get a little annoyed, you have to excuse me. I get passionate about this stuff. When I gave up on life um, and bought a minivan when my two boys were born, uh, so I t we decided to buy a minivan uh, when I threw in the white towel and cried for days before I, I had to go and drive the minivan. And, and I had a sports car before this, it's a different episode. And then entertainment system was something very important because we wanted to make sure they're entertained and there's no kids screaming in the back when I'm trying to drive because I'm already depressed driving a minivan. I don't want to cry anymore. The entertainment system has a, has a screen at the top for the two, two of my boys and split screen. So there's a, there's a long screen and it has a split video. So some of you probably have an odyssey. Has anybody figured out how, to, how, the, how the hell do you use this damn thing? Years of experience in technology, I can't figure out the damn thing. Like hundreds of buttons back and forth trying to figure out the you, audio input. Okay, how, does the, how do we route the audio there? Uh, how, what about the video? There's a DVD player. This is a few years ago. Uh, DVD player, how do you switch the input? Uh, it's like, what the hell, right? So I could barely figure it out. My wife certainly couldn't figure it out because, you know, she's, she's not from the tech world. She's in the healthcare. She always asks me to turn that on if I'm on the car. Now, is it complicated enough where I can't figure it out? Of course not. Is it complicated enough? She can't figure it out. No, it's not. Every, most people can uh, figure it out. So the lesson there, we underestimate users' intelligence because, you know, you, you hear the, mold, uh, the old adage where users, you have to assume users are stupid. No, it's not that. It's not, this, it's not the user's intelligence. It's user's attention. Do they give a shit? That's what, they, that's what you have to worry about. Mainly, you're overestimating users' attention to use your product, right? They don't want to be able to have a high cognitive load when they're trying to use your product. They don't want to use 100% of their brain to use your product. There's two kids in the back. This is, a, this is, this is designed for kids. Why am I fiddling around with a bunch of buttons trying to get that thing working? 
That is not good. I, did they test it even once? Can, did they put a single parent, not from the technology world, even from the tech, tech world, by the way, even for someone like me to go and test it? I don't get it. So how do we get this right? How, what are the three things do we want to make sure we get right? Number one, be a minimalist. Quality over quantity of features. Every feature you have is a friction, right? Because the user interface, you're going to have to have a more interface. And, and we'll go into some of these details in the future. Steve Jobs, has, I think, uh, said this once where for every yes, there's 99 no's. Number two, the users should be able to get maximum value with least amount of friction. Number three, test it for heaven's sakes. And when I say test it, I don't mean, uh, yes, we have a quality department and we go through this quality department. Really? Put a parent in there. Put, put a parent in there and let them and, and say, go ahead, try using it. No, I'm not going to give you their documentation. Try using it. Pretend your, your kids are there. Let, in fact, bring your kid, put them in the backseat and see if, if this works. And within five minutes, you should be able to know we got to rethink this. This is ridiculous. So whatever you're building, this, is, this has to be your number one goal is you don't have to have the skill yourself. Just hire a designer, right? Excellent designer and someone who knows visual design and information architecture, a human computer interface perspective. So these are the three things I would focus on. There's a lot more on this topic that I will cover in the future, more specifics. Thanks for listening. Hope you liked it. Till next time, keep daring. Ciao.